Parliament today voted on the adoption of the Palapala report. Those who have voted yes, 148, and those who have voted, who have voted no, 214. Abstain, hold on, hold on, honorable members. Abstention two. And therefore, the section 8991 inquiry will therefore not be proceeded with. I thank you, Honourable Members. The adoption of the report would have led to further investigation and impeachment processes being levelled against President Ramaphosa for allegations of misconduct and wrongdoing at his Palapala farm. The parties were allowed to debate the issue before voting commenced. The DA's John Steenhuisen pleaded with MPs to recall their obligations to the Constitution. So I ask that every member thinks carefully about what today's vote means. We're not voting to find a president innocent or guilty. We're not weighing up evidence to reach a verdict. That will only happen later. Today is about letting due process take its course. It's about acknowledging, as the authors of the report did, that there are big questions that remain unanswered and that it can only be solved an inquiry undertaken by this House. And that is the test before us today. Have we learned anything from the past, or are we prepared to once again break our parliament in defense of a leader who doesn't want to be accountable? Our country cannot afford the turmoil that will come with the president fighting for his political life and his skin. We don't have the luxury of time, and we're in trouble. And so, honorable members, you do have a choice today, and the world is watching your decision. So I ask every member in the House today, remember your oath of office, remember who you're meant to serve, and then vote in favor of adopting this report. Thank you. EFF's Julius Malema said, President Ramaphosa had betrayed the Constitution and the country. As a so-called crafter of our democratic dispensation, you are accused of engaging in activities that characterized a criminal underworld. As a so-called champion of accountability to masses of our people, you today avoid scrutiny and questioning like a fugitive. Mr. President, your reluctance to allow inquiry into the activities of Palapala Farm are shocking and concerning. You are so disparate to avoid any type of investigation into the crimes that have occurred at and in relation to a Palapala farm that you have decided to spit in the face of the freedoms and institutions so many fought and died for. Mr. President, you stand accused of theft from the people of South Africa. You stand accused of violating your oath of office and of violating the Constitution. You have stashed money in matrasses and allegedly avoided paying taxes. It is now accepted fact that you did not declare millions of foreign currency kept in your sofas to the South African Reserve Bank. It is now an undeniable fact that you have engaged in paid work while occupying the office of the President of South Africa. It is an undenied fact that you, your answers regarding Palapala Farm are unreliable because they change depending on the audience you speak to. However, Minister of Justice and Correctional Services Ronald Lamola said that the report was not based on factual evidence and as a result could not be adopted. The President has exercised his rights to take the report on review. 
the opposition parties that are criticizing him for going to court, they go to court daily in this parliament <laughs> on parliamentary matters. The president, like any South African, has a right to exercise his rights. We are holding the president accountable through this debate. It is not true that by rejecting the report, we are not holding the president accountable. The debate itself is that process of accountability. We can only commence the impeachment process if sufficient evidence exists. Does sufficient evidence exist? In paragraph 80 of the report itself, the panel says it did not have sufficient evidence. There are various institutions that are still to conclude investigations. Before voting commenced, an overwhelming caucus of opposition parties, MPs, raised concerns that an open ballot would compromise the freedom of the voting process. There are threats, Speaker, that members of the ruling party have been given by the chairperson that should they vote differently towards the party instruction, they are going to be expelled. EFF's Floyd Chibambu held that the EFF would take National Assembly Speaker Nosivue Mapisa Ngagola to court for purposefully tainting the vote. We do not agree with the approach that you have taken in terms of this vote. And we are going to subject this process to a judicial review, which will include holding you personally liable for having taken purposefully a wrong decision, which is destructive, is going to undermine the democratic rights of members of parliament. Because there is a huge Absolute difference. No. The outcomes, You've if it was secret point. ballot, was going to be different uh, as opposed to what you are going to be doing now. The overwhelming majority of ANC MPs voted not to adopt the report, as was widely expected. However, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs Minister Gosazana Lamini Zuma, ANC MPs Suprama Umapelo, Msebenzi Zwane, and Mervyn Dirks also voted in favor of adopting the report. ANC MP Tandima Ambethala initially said she was voting party line. When asked to say what that meant, she said yes. Associate Professor at Wits University Professor William Gomede comments on whether or not an open ballot might have skewed the voting and if Ramaphosa can be expected to run the ANC moving forward with the stench of Palapala following him into the ANC's upcoming elective conference. You know, the open ballot really has an impact um, on our, how ANC members of parliament voted. Um, because, I mean, the thing of what's an open ballot, the party whoops and the party leadership can see where you vote and it can threaten your career. It's almost like, you know, voting uh, with your stomach. Now, this thing about a, an open vote versus a closed vote or secret vote is quite important for our democracy because during the Jacob Zuma vote of, uh, vote of confidence and uh, um, debates um, in Parliament, the Constitutional Court makes it very, very clear that it is absolutely critical that members of Parliament of from whatever party they are vote according to the consensus and vote in the interest of the public um, rather than voting according to the party line or voting out of fear. 
that the party leaders will discipline them. Um, and I think it is very sad, actually, that such a critical vote um, it relates to you know the president and uh, the president's ability um, to hold office was held in the open vote um, and not in a secret vote. And really, his opponents uh, clearly, if, if one extrapolates what happened in, in Parliament today. Um, his opponents really don't have um, the organizing power and they, they don't have the numbers. So the interesting thing that we now need to to see whether um, the parliamentary caucus vote in support of him will translate um, into overwhelming support for him um, during the ANC uh, conference. I think, you know, it is very likely to translate into support um, for him along the same overwhelming basis that we've seen now um, in Parliament. Because the Parliament caucus, you know, the sort of the political lines and the factional lines are normally almost the same. Similarly, I think Ramaphosa, you know, will very likely, based on the votes in favour of him in Parliament, very likely to get uh, very strong support uh, for the presidency of the ANC. Now, what what it means for him as a president, um, that's a totally different story because what will happen now, you know, there's a couple of other processes, ongoing processes, some of them haven't started and it really will impact on his presidency. And then, of course, there's the integrity uh, commission of the ANC's report, which is now unprecedentedly is going to a conference to be debated as a conference. So no decision has been made by the National Executive Committee of the ANC on it, so it will be debated at the conference. So at the conference, possibly some delegates and, and could decide they look that it is standing and the president says not even stand for elections or not to not be voted for. So that is still, uh, you know, a hurdle um, for him uh, at the conference um, itself. And then, of course, what it, what does it all mean for him? Let's just say he is victorious at the ancient conference. Um, what would it mean for him governing? I think his authority, despite him winning his authority, uh, will be gone. So his ability um, to tackle corruption heads-on uh, will be diminished. For Times Live Podcasts, I'm Demi Buzo.